What? Over? Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. That's right, everyone. This is Tim on the Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talking entertainment. This draft isn't over yet. We got more time going on. We got more things going on. We're going to have some fun again today at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Will and on Willis, waiting for Willis. We're going to talk about Malik Willis probably a little bit later. I uh, want to talk about the Giants draft, of course. Also, before I get started, I want to thank everyone that actually joined the stream, not only in the chat, but came on the camera. Some of you guys hung out for a couple hours. That's James Williams, of course, the Dahmer. You had Big L doing it and doing it and doing it, L. We had LJ. We had Alex Sports actually in the stadium at the time. We had Greg in Sweden in the club. We had T-Brad saying, it, it, T-Brad, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. T-Brad calling in from the club. We had Mark from Barbados. We had, we had, we had, we had a bunch of, we had a bunch of, we had OGR. We, we had Devin, I believe Devin and Tom. I can't remember everyone's name and I apologize if I forgot you, but if I forgot you join the stream again tonight, 7 PM, Will and on Willis. Cause you know what? Malik Willis. Right in the boom! You can hate all you want. You can say all anything you want, but just remember this for all the people leaving nasty comments. You're picking on a kid that just lost millions and is dreaming going in the first round to make yourself feel better about yourself. Just going to leave you with that thought. Go to his Malik Willis' Twitter page and see his comment after the draft. And that's what you're attacking. Want to talk about the Giants draft. Joe Shane, in my mind, said this before, knocked this draft out of the park. It's a home run. You got arguably who I thought was probably the second best pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau and the best tackle in the draft and Evan Neal. Now I know there's, we'll talk about Evan Neal first because I know there was some speculation that he had some issues with some of his physicals uh, around the league that he, then maybe that's why he fell to seven, but at six, seven, 337 pounds from a five-star recruit. He's got a huge frame. He's probably going to, he's probably going to, you know what? By the time he's in the league, I'm going to tell you right now, he is probably going to bulk up to about 360. His ideal role for me, this is why he was so perfect for the Giants, is he has a dominant run blocking right tackle. He's a downhill power scheme blocker that allow you to use that rare combination of both power and size to punish defensive linemen, punish them. By the third quarter, they're going to be no moss, no moss. And then you pair him on the other side with Andrew Thomas. It's great. It's great. Now, I will say this about Evan. We're going to talk about it. He's got good lateral movement. But he struggles at times and redirecting and has some balance issues. And he kind of gets uh, too far over his own feet and kind of causes them to miss defenders at times. But he has what I like to refer to as reactionary athleticism. He can make up for that, especially against quick defenders. The only problem is he's not going to get away with that in the pros right away. But he's quick. He's explosive off the attack. He knows how to gain leverage especially on faster defenders. He can push the pass rusher around. 
He's he's effect, he's an effective guy when it comes to basically just beating the defender to the spot because he's got that huge frame. I'm telling you, he is going to be 6'7", 360 by the time he's in his third year in the league. By the time he's... And like I said, he's got a competitive toughness in my mind. He shows and he shows enthusiasm, which is what we want. Like I said, his lateral mobility, I I don't think it's as bad as Eric Flowers. But like I said, he doesn't have the elite quickness. But that's fine because he's gonna play on the right side. He's got that big length, which to me is one of his biggest assets. Huge wingspan. Ah, ah! Let the peacock fly. And I think that's going to be one of his signature traits that he's going to be able to redirect run defenders using that size. And I think that's going to be one of his biggest assets when you're looking at him as a right tackle. Because you know what? That's what he's going to be. I just have to play it. I can, you can't keep me cooped up in here, okay? I am a peacock. You got to let me fly. Aha! Let the peacock loose. Let him fly. Start him day one. He's got good strength in his hands. He's got that strong initial punch where he kind of shocks the defenders. He, he's shown over and over again the ability to anchor the line. He's a power guy. He's got versatility as well. At Alabama, he played both left and right tackle. But I'm telling you right now, his natural position is the run-blocking skill set, which is made for a right tackle. He's a mauler. He's mentally a mauler. Now let's talk about our old buddy, Kayvon Thibodeau. There was a lot of scuttlebutt that the Giants didn't want to take Kayvon, that they were passing on Kayvon. I love it because a lot of people like to point out to me that... um, that my friend who gave us some information was totally wrong. Actually, he was probably right. Cause he said, if things broke and things happened, what the giants would do would be a surprise. And I'm telling you right now, I'm shocked that they got cave on Thibodeau and Evan Neal. I'm shocked. Cave on Thibodeau, six full, 254 pounds. Of course, the former junior out of Oregon for another former five-star recruit, former number one ESPN 100 player when he entered into Oregon. The guy's got a stack of trophies. He could play in an even front. He could play in an odd front. He, he, he can be, he could play, he's got the massive size. He, he could play a 3-4. He could play a 4-3. He's got an explosive first step. He's a very adept, I would think, and very astute from rushing from an up or down position. You can put him in, I've said this before, you can put him in as a linebacker. You can put his hand in the dirt. You can move him all over the field. And the way he initially gets off the ball is he's, he, he is a false start creating penalty machine. He's another guy that plays with excellent leverage, great flexibility. He's shown the ability to get up field in a hurry because he's got a giddy app. He's a very savvy pass rusher. And he has good awareness. He uses his hands. Actually, you, if you actually watch his hand technique, he actually has a very, it's a very interesting because I think a lot of people don't talk about it. 
but he's got a technique when he, where he's basically almost like punches the lineman when he's in a pass set. And it's almost, it's almost, it's not a Deacon Jones or Deacon Jones used to head slap you and stun you, but he's got a very interesting hand technique and he's got these good, powerful hands. And he's got a great quick stab move. He holds on. He holds the point of the tack extremely well. He does need to understand, and it'll come with time, that he needs to disengage from the pass blocker or the run blocker a little quicker. And I think he's going to get more effective and efficient doing that once he gets all coached up. One thing I love about him is also the fact that he's a great, I think he's a great run defender. He uses his athleticism, he uses his body, he uses his speed to disrupt the gaps. He's got a good natural instinct and a he's he's got he's as we always talk that Daniel Jones doesn't have a natural instinct for the game. This kid does. He's got a feel for the game. He finds where he needs to be in space and he improved as a tackler over in 2021. I know that people have said in one of the I guess one of the um, slights against him was, especially which I never heard until after the you know till after the the season that he that he dogged it someplace, that he didn't put in the effort. Honestly, from what I've seen, from from the games that I saw, he plays with outstanding effort. He's a relentless pass rusher. He plays. The angles well, he pursues well. I have not really seen him take plays off. I always talk about the football acclimate, the football IQ. And to me, this kid has got a great football IQ. He knows how to set, he know what it is. And it's great because you got to go back and watch the film. Uh, good example of this, if you really want to get a good film study of this, if you really want to see what he does well, go watch the uh, USC game back in 2020. How he basically set up the set up his line, he set up his offensive tackle throughout the game, and then turned around and basically in the third corner wrecked him. He understands sometimes you got to set people up for what you want to do later. I think he's like I said. I think he'd easily play a defensive end in the four three. I in some ways think he could play linebacker in a true three four. I think Tibbs got his guy, not Tibbs, <laughs> Tibbs is the guy, but I think Wink got his guy. I think Wink got his guy. We still got to pick up a linebacker. We still have to get that. I, you know, we, gotta, we, we, st- all, we still have a tons, ton of holes on this team. So I, I don't want people thinking just because we knocked it out of the first round that we're going to win 10 games because that's just crazy talk. There's still, there's, still a very, there's still a dearth of talent, but this is a great start. This is a great start for Joe Shane. This is a great start for the Giants organization. Like I said, he's, he's now, I've now dubbed him home run Joe because he really did rock this first round. He really did. He, he, he knocked this out of the stratosphere this first round. So I give him all the credit in the world. I give him all the love in the world. We got to see what he does day two. I'm going to just tell you this, Joe, just a hint. On the board, the Malik Willis Express. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to say it. I always said there's like a 5% chance a five percent chance the Giants would draft Malik Willis. I've said it before. My picks were going to be Kayvon Thibodeau and Devin Lloyd. I did a whole video on it. It's called, I said, fix the defense in the first two picks. 
and then you can do whatever the hell you want in the draft. But this is honestly, this is just as good. Like I said, I in my mind, you got the second best pass rusher in the draft outside of Aiden Hutchinson, and you got, in my mind, the best left right tackle combination in the draft in Evan Neal. Like I said, we have to focus on these next couple rounds because you know what? You drive for show, you putt for dough. And anything after in the second round to the seventh round, you're putting for dough. So this is where we this is where the homework pays off. This is where the work pays off. This is where it all comes to fruition. This is where this is that's like they said, this is why you lift all those weights. So let's uh let's see what Joe does. I'm excited. 7, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to be on again. I don't know how long we're going to go for. We'll definitely go to the Giants. Draft. We're kind of just waiting for Willis. We're willing for, I'm still willing for Willis. I thought there was a 5% chance the Giants were going to take him in the first round. I think now there might be a 35% chance they take him in the second round. I don't think he falls to the third. But the kid's still got the talent. Still has the, I still think the kid is the biggest boomer bust prospect in the entire draft. And I think the upside is going to far outweigh what people are going to perceive to be his downfall. And that's what, and that's what people disgust me with. You want to hate me, that's fine. But don't take it out on a, ki- on a kid that just lost millions in his dream. Kind of makes you an a-hole. And the whole Kenny Pickett thing, I'm going to say this. I want to talk about Kenny Pickett for half a second. Good for Kenny Pickett going the Steelers. I think the Steelers are trying to make up for the mess when they did not take Dan Marino. The only problem is Kenny Pickett is not Dan Marino. All right, everyone. We'll see you tonight at 7 again. This is Tim with Online Big Blue. Bring you the best in New York Giants sports talk entertainment. And as always, if you could like, do subscribe. And we're going to play you in the means. That'd be awesome.